Welcome to Time to Write. I'm Emily Robertson. And I'm Amy Kelly. We are professional writers and critique partners. We've worked in traditional and independent publishing, podcasting, and social media marketing. Including my novel, Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters, published by Big Five Publisher. My long-running podcast, In the Middle of It. And Accomplished Authors, my business helping authors create an inspiring online presence. We are here to share our creative journeys and encourage you on yours. From the writing process to promoting your work and all of the messy in between, we're here to remind you that your story matters and it's worth sharing with the world. Okay, it's It's time time to to write. write. Hey there, welcome back to Time to Write. I'm Amy and we are so glad that you're here and... This is my lovely friend, Em, and Em, why don't you get us started this week with your high-low? Okay, so my high, just like last week, my high and low are kind of the same, which is my high is that I'm back to normal working life because my kids are not on spring break, and my low is that my kids are, we had a really great week of just vegging, and so I just made a real point. I did a little bit of work. Actually, I did finish something that was hanging over me, which is very exciting. But we watched a lot of The Mandalorian and we cooked pizzas and we hung out. So it's the high and the low. So I'm happy to get back in the rhythm, but I'm pretty fond of these people that live in my house. So for sure, for sure. What about you, Amy? Gosh, so I would say I'll start with my highs because I feel like there's several and I'm really trying to rack my brain for a low. I'm sure I can find something, but that's just not how my brain works normally. So, okay. So my highs, I will say, number one, my husband and I watched Daisy Jones and the Six. Like we totally <gasps> binged it. so good. It was really good. It was really great to watch it from like a writer's point of view, an author's point of view, looking at like the different beats in the story and all that kind of stuff. So that was really fun. And I love a good rock star tale. I have to mm-hmm. admit, like I love those. So, so that was super fun. And then actually just last night, my daughter came home for her spring break. So I, like you, love the people that grew up in my house that aren't always here now. So it was super fun to pick her up from the airport and to have her here. So I'm excited about that. And then the other thing, the other high that I have is I am working on building out kind of a group coaching slash online course for helping authors with their social media. And I'm starting that process by finding beta people to coach, I guess I'll put it that way. And I have one already that I um, had met in person at a networking event. And then I've just started putting it out on social media. And so I was able to speak with another person this morning and I'm going to be working with her. She's fantastic. And then I have another interview for a beta spot on Friday that somebody signed up for. And how many spots do you have left, Amy Kelly, for your beta? So two. Two. two So if you're listening to this podcast, you might go to Amy's social Um, media at Accomplished Authors and see if that's still available. Right. If it's still available, it will be in my, my link in my bio. That's where it is right now. If it's gone, then... You'll just have to wait for the real program. Right. <laughs> so, right. Soon. If you're right. listening later in the future, Amy's program is up and rolling and make sure to go check it out. Well, oh, thank you, friend. Thank you. Okay. I did think of a low and, okay. and it's not a huge one, but with writing, I really put things on pause for a little bit because I am at the very beginning, like outlining stage and character building and all that. 
And I really wanted to give some serious consideration to whether I wanted to write my novel as a YA, a young adult novel, or as an adult novel, just because of some things that are going on in the market. Anyway, I landed on YA, which is where I've been all along, but it was kind of for a few days, it was like, oh no, like if I change it, what would I have to do? And do I want to change it? And you know, all the things. So, so going back and forth. So yeah, that's my That's handle. so fun. Well, speaking of, let's talk about our topic of the day, which is what to post on social media and what not to. Yes. Yes. Because those are two very distinct categories. <laughs> And I do want to say here, like, this is not prescriptive. I think Em and I, like, uh, one of our main, main things is we don't want to say, here is how you have to do it. This is just our best practices, best advice based on our own experiences, as well as watching what's going on kind of in the online world. Well, Um, and also there's things that you wouldn't necessarily think to think about when you're starting off with, you know, not very many followers, not much of a presence. And of course, you can always change and pivot. You can always pivot. Always. But, and so this isn't to paralyze you and make you think like, oh, no, now I can't. We're just talking you through some of the pros and cons of different ways to show up online. Right. And the big thing that we both, we have said a million times, and I think this is totally true, is that social media is a place to be authentic. Yes. But the point we're making is there can be a place where your authenticity gets you into trouble. And so that, or hurts someone close to you or things like that. So that's really what we kind of are thinking through to start with is how to be on social media in a way that is true to you, but also doesn't show stuff you don't want to show. So, and I would almost say, um, it's funny as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about kind of my value system around this. And I really think that value system formed when I was teaching school. So I taught eighth graders. So I kind of view social media and being online the same way I would with students that I'm teaching where I want to be professional and there are parts of my life that I really don't want to invite people into outside of my, you know, close inner circle of friends and family. So I think maybe that's why the boundaries have come a little more naturally to me because I feel like I was literally trained in that as a teacher. But I think that's a super great rule of thumb. If you, because this is our work, if you were in an office and going to an office every day, what would you share with everyone at large, which I guess you really are doing online and then some. Right. I think where that gets complicated is it depends. Like if you're at an office, you know, there are some people where they wouldn't necessarily even share their writing at their office, depending on how, what kind of an office you have. So that, that is true. But at the same time, your, your heart is on the page. So you're going to be a little more vulnerable, you know, at, baseline probably as an author or an artist than you would be as I can say when I worked in marketing for engineering firms like there wasn't (laughs) people didn't need to see as much as my heart as you know absolutely as you do as an author but at the same time I think that's the reminder like number one this is our work this is what we're doing for work but also there's this myth that you can't be authentic unless you give people, show people everything. And that is what we really want to talk to you guys about is the idea of you can have boundaries. You can say, these are things I'm happy to talk about. And these other things are totally off limits. There are some people you see online never even show a picture of their kids. And there's some authors where they'll show that they have kids, but they'll never show like their faces or a picture of them. For me, I just felt like I just didn't really want my kids 
I didn't want my kids to feel like they were part of my business. And they basically kind of asked me not to show them, even starting when they were like old enough to understand what it meant. To understand. And that does get into a little bit of a problem, which we kind of talked about before when we talked about my Instagram, which is if you're transitioning from a personal Instagram to a professional Instagram, you can be, there's a little bit of a murky territory where you'll just, you'll, it'll just be case by case. And you either delete or you just move forward. Right. right. And I'll say my experience with that, having done a podcast for several years that was specifically about parenting. I walked a very fine line and in the very beginning when my kids were younger, I think they were, let's see, I started in 2018. So they would have been, gosh, I can't do the math on that, like 17 and 15. Would that be right? 14 and 16, maybe. Anyway, I made sure to approach them with, hey, how do you feel about this? And what is okay and what isn't? And for a little while, we, they picked out like names that were, you know, like, false names to protect the innocent involved in these stories, right? So that nobody would know. And then by the end of it, it was all open. But I think it was very interesting hearing their perspective about what they wanted out there online about themselves that was out of their control, right? So there's that piece of it. Then there was the other piece of, as I was sharing parenting stories, I worked very, very carefully and intentionally to make sure any stories that I told were about me and my experience as a parent versus who my kids right. are, right? Like how how I'm responsible for my behavior. So right. I think it's the same with social media. There may be other people involved in your story, but this is about what is yours. Like right, you what is very, yours? Yeah. And then I think another question for us to ask ourselves is like, what can you sustain? Yes. What can you manage? So for example, for me, the writing journey all of you guys who are listening who are writers know it is up and down. There are things where things go exactly the way you wanted. And there are things where things do not go the way you wanted. There are people who have built huge communities of people where they really are like bonding over that stuff. For me, I made a real decision. There's two big reasons for this for me. The first is I was aspiring for so long. Like I sent my first query letter in 2004 and lifestyles didn't get published until well I didn't get agent until like 2017 2018 so I was doing this for a long time and so when I was listening to podcasts it was a little bit when you would hear people sort of complaining about the ups and downs of publishing it wasn't crime your river like I don't want to suggest that I it was just sympathy tone deaf it was just really really hard when people are like oh my agent doesn't answer my emails when I was like I would give anything for an agent and here's the biggest thing for you as writers if you build a community starting off which is there's nothing wrong with this this it's just another way of doing it but if you build a community starting off where like you're really plugged in and sharing all like I sent a hundred queries and I got a hundred no's and all that stuff, that process, you know, I put the book out and it didn't do well. That's all fine. Except then as you start to be more successful, you might end up with some of the people who started off with you being irritated with you because they haven't seen that success yet and things like that. And so I'm not saying borrow trouble. I'm just saying like, for me, I didn't want my online presence to be super tied into my 
things that I felt like were failures. And some of that was also sometimes the ones where you're complaining can get the most likes and the most views and the most interaction and the most interaction. And this is super specific for me. I really do want to feel my feelings and go through it. And it sucks when you wanted something and you don't get it. It is really, 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 really hard. Yes. But I don't want to feel like I'm staying there for algorithmic purposes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I would say it's not a but, it's an and. You want to be known for fill in the blank. You want to be intentional about what you're known for. And you don't want to be known for complaining. I think that's, we'll just lay it out there. But I think the other side of it is for someone else, that can be like a really important part of how they interact online. So I'm not saying don't do this. I'm saying if you think about, spin it out, whether or not you, as the joke is, this is a Twitter joke, which I know Twitter's dying, is like, should that be a tweet or should it be a DM? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because sometimes we're just crying out for community. That is a completely real, authentic, totally real thing that sometimes isn't public. Right. You reach for the phone or you're text a good friend. And I think that if you're listening to this and you're really mad at us because you're like, I don't have those friends. That is a separate question, which we talk a little bit about in the critique group and we'll talk more about it. But uh, we try not to be prescriptive, but you guys, I have watched this happen a bunch of times and I am having this happen on Twitter. If you cannot transition your friends out of these networks that we have no control over, I have a bunch of people that my only interactions with them are on Twitter and now it's it's Oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone because I didn't didn't do the work. So this is me talking to myself as much as it is to you. If you have people that you interact with on social media that are other authors, they're at your level, you're interacting with them, you're really having a good time, make the effort to move those into actual DM relationships. And possibly email. I would say... Email or... I guess what we're trying to say is social media is a tool that we have that is for many things, including community building. But if you're using it as your emotional support network, that I think is sometimes where people really get into trouble. Okay, that's good. And I'm just going to tack this on and we'll put a pin in it for a future episode. But I think one of the main things that you're saying here that I agree with is we can build our communities on social media and then they can be taken away in any number of ways, whether it's, you know, the platform implodes or the algorithm changes and our stuff isn't getting in front of our people, whatever it is. And so I think, and and I think you've started doing this or you've been doing this for a while, building your email list where you're communicating through like an email newsletter or, you know, a weekly whatever is a much better strategy for long-term relationship building. Right. Online. And we'll definitely do a future episode about building an email list because it's way easier than you think it is. Yes, for sure. So I will surely talk about that. For sure. But just really back to what we're saying is like, you want to be there authentically, but you you don't want to get yourself into trouble. Right. Well, and I think part of this, if we kind of roll back around to boundaries, I think really knowing 
in your own mind, maybe even putting it in writing, what you choose to not share about, what you do choose to share about, like whether it's picking out three to five topics that you're going to talk about over and over again that have to do with your book and your themes and your quirkiness and, you know, whatever those things are that you're willing to share and just sticking to those things, staying in your lane, because I think there is value in being known for something, right? So being very specific and authentic and individual. So I think that's super important. And I also feel like unless it's related to your book in some way, like your theme or your story or or whatever, it's often good. And I'm tiptoeing here. We're just going to dip our toe in the water here and jump right back out. Sharing opinions about incendiary topics, probably not your best bet unless it serves your audience and it serves bringing them to your book and your work. Right. Or it serves the community that you're excited about. Because the other thing that can happen is sometimes, and this is again, getting back to the likes and followers, if you end up being really well-known for something. And I've seen this happen because I've been in the writing community for a while. People get tagged to talk about something. They're like, I don't want to, I wanted to talk about that for a minute, but that I did not want to have that be, I write books. Like I want to talk about my books and people can get sort of pulled into conversations where they're like, I don't want to have that conversation. Like one thing, and I can totally tell you guys this. Yeah. Amy knows it. Yeah. I had cancer. I have I had thyroid cancer. It's Amy's going to laugh at me. It's a baby cancer. It's not that big a deal. That's not even a thing, I, I but know okay. She's going to say that, but <laughs> it's not the a thing. thing is for me is I did not like having cancer. I didn't like anything about it. I didn't really, I wanted to post about it just because I have the scar and people noticed it. And because I was like, I was out of commission during the whole time when the paperback of Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters came out because it was right when I had the surgery. And so I felt like, And I didn't post around it around the surgery because, again, I didn't even know where to start about talking about it. And I was also exhausted because I had surgery and had it anyway. The main thing for me is I do not want to talk about cancer. Like, no, no. Well, I think the other lesson and what you just said, though, Em, is this. We all go through hard things, cancer being like, you know, at the very top of that list, among a few other things. and. You have a choice to make. Are you going to share as you're going through it? And there are people who are super comfortable with that. Or are you more comfortable with getting through it, finding healing, finishing out the process, whether it was treatment or, you know, or whatever, and getting some perspective and being able to look back and reflect on it and then sharing and maybe sharing the lessons that you've learned. That tends to be more my style, but you really, I think above all, I think you can share it at all or not share it at all. I think the point is you want to be very intentional and you want to make sure that you're not painting yourself into a corner and you want to make sure that the things that you're talking about are what you want to be known for and what you want to talk about. Yes. So I heard something really interesting that I read in Mary Carr's book about writing memoir, but I feel like it's really good for this too. She said, ask yourself the question as you're writing, what charms people about you in real life? When people like you, what do they like about you? What would your friends say about you? 
Those are the same things that are going to charm people on social media. Those are the same things that are going to charm people in your writing. So getting back to that idea, like, I am never going to pretend to be anything but a super chatty person. Like, if you don't like a chatty person, you're not going <laughs> to like me. Or if you don't like somebody who uses their hands to talk. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm if sure you you're like, us both, <laughs> yes, your jazz hands. Yes, jazz hands. Like, so that is one of the pieces of this is like, as you identify what you want to talk about, you can identify like how you want to show up. This is the whole thing about this is that like you get to decide. You get to decide. So I don't want to share about some things. You may be the person that's like, oh my gosh, I love sharing about those things. And there are other things I'm happy to share about that are hard because I feel like it's inspirational to people. And like, if you listen to Amy's podcast, I loved Amy's podcast. Like it was so good and was actually really helpful about parenting stuff. But you get to decide for yourself. And then the other biggest thing, you guys, the biggest thing, do not be mean. Do not be mean. Do yeah. not be mean. Do we are prescribing mean. that. We're prescribing that. Yeah. It just, just don't even, we tell our kids, and it is true, the internet, it's forever. Like it isn't, and it is. And if you send some, this has happened to authors, when you're aspiring at 100 followers and you send some snarky message about some book you read that you hated or some person that you don't, that. Polish she you. come back and bite you in the behind, right? Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. So what are our practical steps for people? So I would say the very first thing, mindset-wise, just really let it soak in that you can be authentic and have really great boundaries. That's number one. That's number one. And then I would say practically what you really want to do is what we talked about a minute ago, which is really sit down and define, I am not going to talk about this. I am going to talk about this over and over and over and over again. And then what would you say the last step is? I would say, make a list of those two things. Just sit down and make a list of those two things. And one thing I would say that I really thought about was when I thought about showing up authentically, right? And talking about challenges, how can I talk about challenges that I know are common challenges that lots of people have that aren't like open wounds? <laughs> right. And my thing is, and you'll see this if you, I'm a terrible procrastinator. I always have been. I always have been. It is still true. And so I do post about that. And if you said, Emily, you're a terrible procrastinator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. And I am working on it. Right. Well, but I think that's the difference because we've got to remember too, perspective editors, publishers, agents, et cetera, are going to look at your social media. And I don't think you're saying, woohoo, I'm a procrastinator. I'm stuck in this and I'm staying in it. And this is how I am. And, you know, nanny boo boo or whatever. Right. And I think you're even, saying, like, I don't even blow my deadlines. Like, if you get no, no, like, my no. taxes will be turned in on April 15th. And if you had, if I had it right, it's just all the other stuff. But I think that, again, this this totally falls in the category, again, back to what Amy was saying at the beginning, it's kind of like a job. Mm -hmm. So when you say, this is the thing about me that's authentic and true and also charming <laughs> and funny and would make people want to read my books, it should be the sort of thing that when someone says, hey, what's your greatest weakness in a job interview, your answer is, I just work too darn hard, you know, or... <laughs> 
whatever yes. the thing is like you know so yeah. it's this it's like showing up honestly right you don't you don't want to be dishonest but also you don't want to be like i mean my biggest struggle is my darn i just can't handle my uh i can't i can't even pick anything because of the you know. Yes, the stigma. We can't. Stigma. You're right. Right. Can't. <laughs> right. I can't. Well, I, I think that's the thing. It's my my stealing things. You know, like the fact oh, that I steal right. things okay. all the time. Or yeah, um, yeah. You know, like egregious. You're talking about egregious yeah. things that people who do it probably aren't going to be talking about it online. Right. 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 One would hope. One would hope. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we are almost out of time. Woohoo! Okay. So Amy Kelly. Yes. Oh, what am I reading? What I will start. Yeah, you start. You start. Something yeah. really, really fun. It is called, or listening to. I say reading, but it's not reading. I'm listening. I think they're the same, but it's called The Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp, who's a dancer. I love Twyla Tharp. And uh, it's really good. I highly recommend. Oh, this is a good example about showing up online. I was going to talk about it earlier and then I forgot. I have talked about on the internet that I always wanted to learn to dance, did not learn to dance as a kid for various reasons having to do with basically like my parents couldn't give me to after school activities and I'm clumsy. And so I have been talking about that on the internet. And so that is something where I feel like I have been Googling uncoordinated dancing. It's super interesting. You can get like yoga for complete beginners, but dancing for complete beginners, there's there's not that much out there. Not a lot. People cannot move their arms. I can't move my arms and legs in different ways. So anyway, I did find one YouTube channel. And so that is something where I feel totally fine showing my ridiculous dancing on the internet. I don't know why it doesn't, doesn't bother me. I hope I get better. But somebody else would be very uncomfortable with that. So it's figuring out what, what you're comfortable with. What you're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of one of the things that I've read recently, and that is a series that I've seen a lot about, and it fits in with a lot of the other authors and genres that I really enjoy. I just had never picked it up, and it's Holly Black's The Cruel Prince. Those books are so good. <laughs> Have you read all of those? I have only, I've read the first one. And the, the first one. one. And then I got. Okay. Well, and I think there's a, there's a second spinoff series from yeah, it, like I've The Stolen Air. But I just. Yeah, really good. Really good. You want to talk about like somebody putting their main character through some really hard stuff? Like, yes. holy cow. I got I to put it to... down a couple of times. Like, yes. What? And also, I am so curious about that book. There's a couple other ones. I think it's so interesting where the en- where the the enemy guy, you're like, oh, that guy is really he's horrible. Guy. He's horrible. Like, he's horrible. Going? And you're rooting for him still by the end. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I I just still don't know. Like, it's really, I love things where you have those mixed feelings about your characters and what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Where I love things where you're like, like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a horror person. We've talked about that. I love the things where you're like, oh, ah, no. Like suspenseful or or more like cringy. Where you're like, not cringy, but where you're like, the character, the character's about to go do something where you're like, I don't know that that's going to go very well. <laughs> where you're like, don't do it. 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 All right, so, friends. Thanks well, for and, joining us. Yes. We're so glad that you are with us and please, and you'll hear where you can do this in just a minute, but 
Send us your questions, send us your suggestions. We would love to hear them and talk about them on Time to Write. Yes. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, people. Thanks so much for being with us today. We love our people and we want to get to know you better. So email us at questions at timetowritepodcast.com to have your questions considered for the show. You can also suggest topics by emailing us there. Also, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it thrill us. Seriously, we read everyone. It also helps others find the show. We're driven by sharing stories and your review helps us do that. Just remember, your stories matter and we're rooting for you to find time to write. Even if it's only five minutes. Five minutes, you can do it. You can do it.